0: And welcome to another episode of da 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 and I'm da da B. Today... We're going to get into the Eminem show. Eminem show is Eminem's fourth studio album. It's his third in the trilogy of, you know, the Slim Shady series. Um, came out in 2002. It was led by the single Without Me. A uh, lot of big songs on this album. I mean, Cleaning Out My Closet, uh, Business, My Dad's Gone Crazy, uh, Sing For The Moment, Superman. Um, and this album was a little different for Eminem because it was almost entirely produced by him. So this is like the album that came out that, at least for me, I started recognizing him as like a full on artist before he was just a rapper. And with this album, he was more experimental. He sang, he produced um, his his songs seemed to be more layered out and more thought behind the process behind it. Um what were you, what were your thoughts on this album um this album I live with a lot so uh
1: when this album came out it was kind of like polarizing because it was like at the it was at his height, so like you know marshall Mathers l p you know was a monster right mm-hmm. but I remember that this out al- like the album came out two days early so remember what album just come out on uh what tuesday yeah, so that year like you like People was like, "Yo, I just got the Eminem out." I'm like, "It's Sunday. How the hell did you get it?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yo, I, I gotta, I, I gotta go to the mall." I went to the mall, and I think, uh, what was it? It wasn't Sam Goody. It was like, it was like Fye. Mm-hmm. And I went to Fye, and I got the album. And um, yeah, like it was just like it was like it was a lot to really take in and listen to because this album was kind of like a mixed bag, like where. Um, this album was him, like, dealing with success. Mm-hmm. So you're listening to this project, and you're like, all right, so the first album was, like, his introduction, being broke, trying to get on. Then the Marshall Mathers LP was more so, like, him, like, being at the top, like, yeah. you know, basically being the man. And now you're listening to him, and he's pretty much, like, just telling you, like, I'm getting sued by everyone. Um, the shit's starting not starting not to be fun anymore. My mm-hmm. privacy's being invaded. Um, he was going at George Bush crazy, taking, um, following the footsteps of NWA, public enemy, um, you know, uh, most deaf, um, Talib was very political. Um, I'm probably missing a couple other people, but, um, I mean, cube as far as his beefs. No, no. Just as far as like following in the footsteps of like going at, because like, um, he really like on encore, he really dived into it, Mm -hmm. but like, this was like the start of it, like of his like social awareness. Yeah going into it because, like, all of the stuff that was going on with George Bush and everything like that, so this album was just, like, a polarizing album for me, and it, and it was a really good-sounding album, so his two previous projects, like, I know that they were great, but I couldn't listen to it straight through all yeah, of Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of skips. This album, they weren't, um, it's funny, because, like you said, he produced most of it, so, Listening to it, it was uh, easier listening to other projects. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just feel like, you know, like Drake, i absolutely, he's Dr. Dre. He can step in anybody's world. But I think under his tutelage, Eminem was able to like really get the sound that he wanted. And like a lot of the
0: samples that he used were like rock influenced yeah, samples and yeah. shit like that. So that's what was really dope. Like Sing for the Moment. Sing mm-hmm. for the Moment's a really big song for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yeah, I pretty much like agree with everything you said. Like I think, and he, he even used this album. To start putting on um, different artists like you know Obi Trice is from Detroit and um, mm-hmm. you know even though not much came from Obi but that first album though that first album was hard. Shout out
1: to the big homie Alvon Miller for working that project. Um, he 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 was very
0: instrumental in that. Shout out mm-hmm. to Alvon. Uh, Second album was yeah. good too. Cheers and Second Rounds on Me, I think it was yeah. called. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had he had some prominent like moments on this album. That's why I always appreciated it. And it came out in a really big year for Eminem. I mean, what year did Eight Mile come out? I want to say it was the same year. I believe so.
1: I if believe M- if, yeah. if
0: He I had a big year. That. So it was
1: like, you, you got to think he had Eight Mile, then he had Devil's Night for the D12 album that came out as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like a full year. So I think that's why like, it yeah, was so much. Yeah, that's
0: nuts. More. So yeah, Eminem Show came out in May of mm-hmm. 2002. The Eight Mile movie came out in November of 2002. Right, so the soundtrack came out in 2002 as well. Like he was no doubt the biggest rapper of that year. Right, and think about it, like so the Eminem
1: show was probably done before all of that, and then he signed (laughs) Fifty, and he had like it just it just seemed like it was a lot. Yeah, 2003, going into yeah, man, he was the he was the biggest thing out. And and was yeah, and then also yeah, he was beefing everybody. His list of beefs with people was crazy. So you got let's see, uh, Christina Aguilera. Uh, him and Fred Durst was cool Fred Durst said he didn't care um, Yeah Moby Michael Jackson mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Who else uh, uh, Insane Clown mm-hmm. Uh Evanescence Yeah <laughs> But when you
0: look at when, But when you look at Eminem's beefs None of them I guess you could say None of them are with any Rappers Rappers That can like Go toe to toe with him Right 'Cause he had Benzino and he had like these people that was laughable to everybody else. Um, and he and he's so good at poking fun at people that people already make fun of in a sense. Yeah. So like I always wanted to see the rap fan in me always wanted Eminem to have a real structured beef with a with a credible MC. I just feel like
1: they um like they I'ma say it, I think rappers was just scared. Like, because you got to think about it. Like, he's already, like, this talented-ass rapper, right? And then, like, he's white. Like, I just felt like his rappers knew his fan base was too strong. Like, he literally had the beehive. hmm And I just think that they felt like his, his he was too strong to go against or, like, go at and shit like that. And I'm pretty sure it was people that, like, took swipes and everything. But also, Eminem came in, like, really humble and, like, paid homage to people and, like, told people how much he fucked with them. And then he had a lot of relationships because, like, you know, he was, um, like, a big, big um, Redman fan. So, like, when they would come to Jersey, like, he went and, like, ran down on Redman was like, yo, I love you. Like, you're, like, one of the best MCs ever. He was around Fat Joe. Mm -hmm. And Fat Joe had the opportunity to sign him, but passed on it. So, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of relationships that he had prior. Because, you know, like, even though it's not
0: counted as his debut album, Infinite, came out independently. Yeah. And still did good. So, yeah. And LL Cool J is, like, his fucking idol. There's, like, this clip of him calling LL and just rapping LL songs. And he's like, who is this? And every time he's like, yo, who is this? He just starts rapping again. Just giving, <laughs> giving mad LL bars. I got to find it. It's mad funny. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do when I meet Vin Diesel. I'm just going to just say mad <laughs> <laughs> It's like, nice to meet you, sir. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Um, But okay, we can get we can get actually into the album. The album kicks off. Curtain curtains up, we can skip that, but it goes right into White America. Right. Really powerful song. Uh, with a message. I do remember him performing this on the VMAs. So I thought that was really mm-hmm. really, really powerful. Cause his setup was like he was in the court. And um it was like really dope because I don't think I don't think white people really know what to make of this song. Right. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's really funny, um, because he was basically, like, owning it. To me, like, I think that he was, like, just saying, like, yo, I'm a guest in the house of hip-hop, mm-hmm. and I know that most of my fans are, are my fans because they, they look like me. They don't... They might not, per se, fuck with hip-hop, mm-hmm. but they like me because they I look like them. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that he he understood it, and he was a, he was, like, very, like, self-aware. So, like, he made that project, and he was just basically saying, like, yo, like... I'm 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 here and
0: you know, hip hop is a black culture, like respect that shit. And it's him, yeah, just owning his privilege in a way. Like he um, you know, my blue eyes, whatever, like everything that he says in his verses, um, it's him accepting and not being blind to his privilege, which yeah. I liked. Nah, I liked it too. Um I think that the
1: ending was really, um, really dope, like what he said at the end when he does the outro he what he says so to the parents of America I am the Derringer, aimed at the little Erica to attack her character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you know, the ringleader of this circle is worthless pawn, sent to lead the march right up to the steps of Congress and piss on the lawns of the White House. <laughs> I feel like those people that like, like raided the White House last year, they were listening to this shit and doesn't realize he was talking about. Yeah, them.
0: yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they know. They just see this dude with his hair bleached and they see a title, White America, and they f- probably feel like he's an ally. <laughs> Son, this nigga said, "Fuck you, Miss Cheney." Fuck you, Tip Gore. (laughs) Like, 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 man. He was going off. Yeah, he was. Um, It's just weird, though. Like, when you listen to songs like this and you see where Eminem is now in his life, um, all these songs back then were so personality-driven and so topic-based. Like, he could, like, give you different key topics and sound so good um, just uncovering his life and shit. Mm -hmm. But now... I feel like he, do- he doesn't have anything to talk about or anything to explore, so he just gives you these rhymes that you don't want to fucking hear. Yeah, I like, okay.
1: So, number one, also, white America is mixed amazingly. Yeah. Um, the running joke is, is that, like, I have headphones on this episode, guys, uh, that, my, like, my ear for audio is terrible, right? But I do know that white America is mixed beautifully.
0: <laughs> that shit gets your attention immediately.
1: Yeah. Right? So... I just think that he, I don't know, bro. Like, I just think that that M, kind of just wasn't. He just wasn't with the shits, and like he just really just wanted to like just bring all of that shit to the forefront. Like, I think he was just sick of everything, and I think mm-hmm. also Proof being his friend, growing up, and like him understanding like, all right, like I'm struggling, but like there are like black people struggling like ten times worse than like what I got it, even more, and he's basically just saying like, yo, I could be one of you people's kids that you're out here like speaking against me too and like they'll probably listen to my music and actually listen to me more than they listen to you yeah so you know before canceling was a thing like he's basically saying like you guys can't cancel me yeah like, like it, it can't happen
0: and shit if anybody was to get canceled back then it would have been Eminem like yeah. he had so many there was so many anti Eminem rallies and everything and I think in a way that's what made him a bigger artist cause he was so anti everything and um Like, you listen to him knowing you weren't supposed to. At least younger kids listen to him knowing they weren't supposed to. So that was like a thrill in in listening to his music. Mm -hmm. Listening to a song, like a 13-year-old listening to a song like Criminal from Eminem, it's probably like, man, I'm not supposed to be listening to this. This is like, but this is so good, you know?
1: Nah, it's just one of those things, and I also think the fact that when he said that, like he already knew, like if he was black, he probably would sell half as many records, and probably mm-hmm. less than that, probably maybe a quarter, mm-hmm. or whatever, like that, right? Because I mean, you got an artist like Most deaf at this time, and I and I I'll say this with no problem: Most deaf can stand toe to toe with Eminem, but he wasn't. He was barely going gold. Yeah, and you know, I feel like he came up, not the same way, but he came up battle rapping and being in the the um, what was it called the the Rappers Lounge. The Lyricist's lyricist lounge. lounge. Like, he came up in the lyricist lounge, and M, will, like, fuck with them at the lyricist lounge, too. So it's not like, you know, I mean, most deaf, like, he got on, he did his thing, too. But, like, they, like their come up was kind of, like, similar in a sense, right? But, mm-hmm. like, M is white. And middle of America, that whole area, like, where things are, like, just not you know, where where they just don't give a fuck to see black people. Like, they see this white rapper, and I mean, you know, it just happens. That's why when white rappers come out, they kind of get, like, a shot. Yeah, They get a shot, you know? So, when you know, you got your Asher Roth, you got, I mean, shit, look, Jack Harlow now. Mm -hmm. You know, me and your cousin Al are going back and forth on a bit about Twitter now. Shout out to Al.
0: Shout out to Al. Um, Yeah, I saw a bit of that. I think, and you guys had, like, for context, they were having a discussion about Jack Harlow's success right. and about, like, where he is now and what that's credited to. And, um, you know, Torian was basically saying that, you know, he worked hard for it. Even though he is privileged, he worked hard for it in the sense that, like, he built the following in Kentucky before he got put on. Yeah. Um, So that's, um, his, that's his base. I was defending the white man, guys. Yeah, you know, Black History Month, too. That's crazy. But nah, so... You know, and Al was saying, well, yeah, he got that push because he's white. I think both sides are right. I think he did do the groundwork, but at the same time, while he's here, while he's here, you know, he's getting the look more so because he's white. I think think he is getting that push. Well, yeah. I mean...
1: Obviously, him being white doesn't hurt, but yeah, I, I just feel like a lot of the things that he's fucking with, like he has sponsorship with Kentucky Fried Chicken. He's from Kentucky. Yeah, he wears New Balances every day. You got to deal with New Balance, so yeah, I just feel like also the label that he signed to, like it was the same label that signed Little Uzi Vert. Yeah, so they already have all of these. These these sponsorships, phone numbers, mm-hmm. and everything like that. So they be like, "Hey, we know a uh, little Uzi might not be able to be the face of your your brand, you know, but hey, we got this white kid and he's pretty cool and he hey, makes good music."
0: Yeah, man, and everything is working in his favor. I don't know how how his team got my email, but I be getting <laughs> I, I, every time a new song, Jack Harlow song come out, I get the email. I it's there, <laughs> so somebody somebody doing a fucking job. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, business. Getting back to the album, is the next song, and it's produced by it's produced by Dr. Dre. I think that this song,
1: to me, it comes off like he's poking fun at the insane clown posse. Yeah, why? Um, because it kind of gives me like a like the it kind of gives me like I don't know like a, a circus. It gives it gives me two themes. It gives me a circus theme, but it also comes, but it also sounds like the Adam West Batman theme.
0: Yeah, Marsha. Yeah, so like it sounds so, yeah.
1: yeah, it sounds like that. But I just took it like because I know that he was going at it with Insane Clown Posse, and like it was, I guess because it, like he was doing like kind of like a goofy rap like mm-hmm. rap scheme, and I was just like, hmm. Also, another thing, Eminem, please bring back this the way that you rap like this. I know. Yeah. Like, the Super Bowl commercial said everything. Stop trying to fit so many words into all those bars, man. Like, just tone it down. Take, that's take really that's out. really
0: what it is. And I think, I honestly don't think Eminem, I think Eminem wants to do this. I just don't think he can. I think the drugs really fueled him. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. I don't think he can. And I think, you know, it sucks because when you are artists like Eminem or even an artist like Wayne, I remember when Wayne got out of out of jail and... He w- he was clean, and people was like, "Nah, man, pick that lean back up, pick that back up." And that's like that's fucked up to hear. Yeah, when you clean and niggas is telling you get back on drugs because your shit is not good, that's what Eminem went through.
1: I, yeah, or that's I don't what think,
0: he's going through. Yeah, that's what he's
1: going through, and I don't think that that's right because we all know that M could still rap. I just I I think his biggest problem is is just that like now he has he has everything he ever wanted, and especially for. I think it's still easier for a black rapper, even if they made it, to still talk about the struggle and shit like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think it's easy for a white rapper. Yeah, I mean, because you already privileged that yeah, as it like, is. Even if you, even if you poor and white and living in a trailer park, you still got some kind of privilege. Some like you'll still get like a handout, or something. But when you when you black, like it's still like you can still reference to it. Like Jay Z still references, like I'm from the ghetto. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying?
0: Like, and the way, that, the way that the way that Hov does it is incredible because. He can't just come out of nowhere and just talk about it. He has to get with somebody that makes him, that inspires him to reminisce. So, like, even shit, um, American Gangster coming out, he got inspired by watching a movie, you know, Mm -hmm. to tap back into, you know, the 80s and shit that he was into. So, I think M just needs to live. He needs to live life. I think he just. I think you the one that told me that like he just doesn't he don't leave the house his, yeah, his team him,
1: he don't he don't leave Detroit so like have you ever seen like Eminem like on a boat on a on a yacht he don't he don't do <laughs> <And> shit <laughs> like and I'm pretty sure that he's going on like family vacations and shit like that with his daughter but like I've never to my knowledge like M like. If he don't gotta like make an appearance or
0: like go on tour, he's home.
1: He's a yeah. homebody. Yo. I need
0: a I need a vacation Eminem. I need yeah. Eminem to like go out, go live life, take a vacation, get on a fucking boat, yeah. go, you know, go be irresponsible.
1: Yo, bro, I they, I saw an interview with him. Like they they went on the um anger management tour. It was like that world tour. And they were like, Oh, like, so what did you think about this country? And he was like, I don't know. Like, I I just was in and out of my hotel room, went to the show, left, got on the plane. <laughs> So think about it. He's probably, like, he's been to so many different countries and, like, had so many cool experiences, and he's not, he didn't even, like, take it
0: in Mm -hmm. like how he could have, you know? It's just work. That's sad, man. Yeah, it sucks. Um, But at the same time, he's a machine, you know? He's he's big enough to, like, I guess he can, like, maneuver that way. Mm -hmm. But uh, that takes us into Cleaning Out My Closet, which is a huge single for this album. Mm -hmm. Um, It was produced by Eminem very different choice for a second single but at the same time when you look at Marshall Mathers um LP first single was real slim shady the next single was the way i am that was like a complete contrast mm-hmm. um so this followed the formula so like cleaning out my closet he unpacked a lot of shit this was my first time when i was younger hearing the term cleaning out my closet and what it meant oh i never i never really put like Put that two and two together. Shit. Yeah. I so when I so when I heard skeletons
1: in the closet was yeah, yeah I knew it, I knew what the fuck I was like all right
0: uh, yeah <laughs> okay, so um hearing such a personal song like this I remember talking to my brother about this and he was like man I don't know why you like this dude and I was like yo <laughs> Wait, I mean it's good I didn't know Shaywan don't like Eminem nah he never liked Eminem really ever. Ever. No, mm-hmm. no, no. He liked them um Slim Shady because it was so cartoonish, it was but he could like rap. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he didn't, he didn't care no more. Because he's okay. like, yo, listen to the way he talk about his mom. okay, I don't want to kill my mom. Th- that was... Okay, so that leads me
1: into this. So, obviously, when we heard it when we were younger, right? You're listening to it, and you're not listening to it with the ears that we have now as adults, as grown men. I can't get jiggy with this song
0: no more. Yeah. No, I don't listen to this song no more.
1: It's not... It, it doesn't do... It's it, it's a, it's an unneeded song. I mean, he's even said that he regrets like how he went at his mom and everything like mm-hmm. that. You know, granted, like the things that they went through, but like for me, like it's really difficult to like uh, hear this song and because you know in rap, like that's unheard of. Everybody mm-hmm. like praises their mother. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like even like Tupac, he said even though you was a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen. Like always mm-hmm. put, propping their mothers up. So for M, like he went completely left, left, and like he could never put out this music now because yeah. you got to think about it. Like they would be like, "Yo, he's a misogynist. He hates his he hates his child, his wife. He hates his mother. Like mm-hmm. this man hates women. This would like, this would not fly today. Yeah, like it just wouldn't work. And I maybe like that's what it is. Like my more censored ears and everything like that. But like it's really hard to get through
0: this song. Like yeah. even like just imagine like imagine being." Being Eminem's mom and just like being out and somebody just being like "fuck you, Debbie," yeah, like what, bro? Right. Look at what, look at what you're doing. Like even yeah. if you have, don't have a best relationship with your mom. Look at the energy you putting out for other people for your fans. Yeah, to, to say, probably see her. Yo, he probably he's
1: probably had fans yelling "fuck you, Debbie" crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and then, like, <laughs> he says, now nah, I would never, ever diss my own mama to get recognition. Yeah. And then proceeds to diss yeah. his mama, yeah. like, and really shit on her. I just can't, I, I can't think I think,
0: I think, okay, so why do you think this, this flew back then? Um, I think
1: it was a surprise to hear from a white person. And it was just, like, shocking and whatever like that. And I also think that, like, he has such, like, a large fan base that, of white Midwestern people, right? Mainly majority, and they, I think they related because, like, I've definitely, uh, like my white friends, I've heard them say, "I hate you, mom," and shit like mm. that. Like, you know, we had comedian like people always joking, like white kids always saying they hate their mom and yeah, shit like yeah. that. That was like a thing, and I'm and I'm pretty sure, like I, I definitely have friends that are, that that are you know ethnic that like have bad relationships with their mothers, but it's not even like to that extent. Like, I, <laughs> like it's just something that's kind of like. Uh, it's just weird, man. It's it's just weird and it's uncomfortable. Um I think uh Jim Jones said it best. He was like, You don't hear nobody in the hood bumping Eminem. M. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's yeah. just something you don't hear. But it's like you know he nice. Yeah. So it's like it's just it's hard. It's hard to like say it. Like it's like, yo, how's he selling these records? Like I don't know like some some people might say, I don't know who's buying his record, but he sells my records and I'm like, Well shit, I bought it. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not playing cleaning out my closet.
0: Yeah, nah. I'm not. I'm not playing that. But like back then, I think there was just more leeway for artists like Eminem to to exist because, right? Yes, he was white, and then back then, I feel like we all Eminem and artists like him also had an air to where you appreciated them because they weren't of the culture, but they appreciated the culture so much. So like you could you could get with the fact that Eminem hung out with black people and embraced it, and then at the same time put. People like Fifty in the space that they was in, um, so it never it never looked like he was appropriating back then. But I think that would be a conversation today about right. whether or not he was. Ab-
1: absolutely, yeah. Bruno Mars
0: is getting it, and would absolutely. Yeah, get it. for sure. Absolutely. Um, and and I never took it that way from M, but yeah, cleaning out my closet is such a contrast. And I never thought about it in a way that like we have we have songs like Hey Mama where you you know you love your mom. Yeah. The mama song from Boys to Men. Like black people, we love our moms. Like you not going on You don't talk about Big Mama. Yeah, what? you don't talk about your mom. Like so hearing shit like this, and I always say and I've said on this show a couple times where like I don't listen to songs for the relation of it, for the relatability. Like I don't I don't go to it just because I can relate. I'll listen to it for perspective, for, to hear other perspectives. So, like, hearing him traffic, trash his mom today would make me cringe. But back then it was like,
1: it's like a I mean, that's a where movie. he at. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's where he at. So I used to argue with my brother about that all the time. Like, yo, like, I mean, I'm not listening to it because I feel the same way. I love my mom, yeah. but that's what he going through. I mean, <laughs> no, nah, that's true. I mean, shit, we're not selling
1: fucking drugs. And, yeah. <laughs> you know what exactly. I'm saying? I get it. I exactly. get it. it just, I guess it's just like, all right. You're going too far. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: Certain shit is just too far. Like, I can't listen to uh 97 Bonnie and Clyde because he's like killing Kim, takes her to the beach and buries oh, her with his daughter. Son. Like that shit is just I can't listen to that. That that shit is like crazy. He said that he played that shit for Kim in the car. Like, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> That's some wild shit. But um, but yeah, we'll go to Square Dance. Square Dance is the next song. It's produced by Eminem. Uh very odd placement for this song, but I get what he was doing. He does address his uh, who he wants to beef with, who he was trying to beef with, yeah, on this song. Um, actually, Cannabis did do after some research. Cannabis did a beef, I mean a, a diss toward him, and Eminem like called him out. He did like a slight beef uh, check towards him. He called him out, and Cannabis didn't say anything. They called him out on this song, yeah. Um
1: He did that, and then it also was like a "fuck you" to George B- W. Bush, mm-hmm. U.S. government, and the Iraq War, because you know this was post nine eleven and everything that was going on. And Eminem was just like, "Yo, this is bullshit. Like, this is a cash grab for you guys." And it just it was also like very like interesting to hear somebody besides like a Tupac or like Ice Tea going at like the U.S. government, and then he's white. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying like this country is built for it's you. It's built succeed. for you. It's built yeah. for you. And he's like, nah, this ain't cool because I got you know I I got people that I love that don't look like me that are suffering because mm-hmm. of like decisions that y'all are making and shit. So, it was always uh, it was always cool to hear that shit. Um, you know, I just think him just going in on this song and then basically just somehow like people want to censor him and everything like that is a is it was spot on. But also, I'll say this, that this song can get a little annoying.
0: Yeah, that chorus. Yeah. The chorus is a little annoying. Yeah. But he's spin. Um, You want to skip this skit? Yeah. So, the kiss, um, the kiss skit leads right into Soldier. Right. Which is kind of a confusing lead-in for me. Yeah. Because... It, I mean, The Kiss is basically about him, like, waiting for his girl to fuck up, and he goes out there, and he, like, hurts her because she, you know, she cheats on him or kisses some dude. Well, yeah, you know, like, so basically, this <laughs> nigga like, recreated what really
1: happened when he mm-hmm. pulled out an unloaded gun on the on the bouncer that Kim was dating or cheating on him with, yeah. essentially. And I just think, so, I think, why is the song called Soldier?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because, like, nothing about this makes you a soldier. Um... Him flowing this is amazing. The beat is amazing. Um, Him, you know, talking about what's going on with him and Kim, you know, obviously, you know, we want to know and shit like that, but it was very like, yo, bro, this don't make you a soldier. This makes you like a fucking stalker, abuser, my nigga. <laughs> it's, it is, and then also, I really enjoy 50s version of the song.
0: Yeah. Every time I hear I'm a soldier in my head, I go, clack, clack, G, G- unit. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> Every time. 50's version is great. Um, No, this is a great song, but yeah, it does throw me off that it's even called Soldier. Eminem, I mean, 50 recreating it kind of like made me like it a little more, but that's about it. Still a great song, though. Yes. Because he's fucking spitting on that song. Um, Say Goodbye to Hollywood. Really, really good, in my opinion. It's produced by Eminem himself. Uh, This kind of fits along the lines of the way i am with like extended because he's more famous now um he has more like uh what's the word i'm looking for he's just done he's just done with this shit he like talking about like how talking about the highs of wanting the hollywood life to like the lows of actually having it to figuring out that yo living normal might actually be the wave <laughs> Nah, like, y'all
1: like, can have this shit so this is i have a love-hate relationship with this song and i think it's because i'm so mad that like eminem really didn't lean into his like acting career
0: because
1: mm-hmm. i like he's a natural
0: yeah right but even like, hearing him recreate the that kiss uh yeah. skit like it sounded great yeah he's a natural like he's actually like a, a
1: it sucks man that like some people like they just shot people or whatever like that right so, hearing this song, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't even want to hear this. Because, like, remember, like, he was supposed to be in Southpaw? Mm-hmm. And Jake Gyllenhaal took took the role and everything. And then there's a few other movies that, like, he was, like, actually, like, in the run. Oh, uh, oh man, Need for Speed. He was supposed to be in Need for Speed as well.
0: Oh, I didn't and, know that.
1: And, yeah, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad took the role and stuff. Oh. Yeah, like, and if you look at the characters, like, you're like, oh, shit, like, I, I absolutely get how Eminem could have played that part, you know, white, angsty white guy, like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of anger. <laughs> but, yeah, like, he just never, because he, he never really wants to leave Detroit, so, like, he's just like, yo, I can't, like, 8 Mile was perfect, because it was in his hometown, but, like, typically, like, he can't. Yeah. You can't get him to do shit. Such I'm surprised a, they got him to do Super Bowl.
0: He's such a weird dude, man. Um, but, but no, Say Goodbye to Hollywood, I think, was a great song. I think, um... I think it perfectly depicts how Eminem felt in his life um, and in my opinion it's like a the way I am part 2 yeah yeah I say that I agree alright so it also let me see there was like one CD yeah no I don't need to mention that uh, drips is what it goes into next, which is
1: terrible. Yeah, Obi-Tri is really, really like, ah, man, he was too detailed with this shit. This shit yeah, is, he was. It's, it's, it's hard to listen gross. to. Yeah, I hate this song. Talking about getting AIDS. Like, it's nasty. Him and Em just both, like, really leaned into this song. This is such a throwaway. Like, it's like, why?
0: Yeah. Why did y'all make this shit? This is
1: such a college rap
0: boy song. It is. It is. We can skip right over that. Thank you. Uh Without Me. Okay, so... Do you think of the trilogy of his lead singles, Without Me, is the best? So, my name is Real Slim Shady and Without Me. Hmm. Damn, I really, like, just lose it, too. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But out of those three, yeah, Without Me is the best. The Real Slim Shady chorus
1: is annoying. Yeah, and I, obviously my name is is fucking dope, and I really like it, but the production isn't as good as without me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, uh, you know, this is like where he's, you know, he 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 his beef with Michael Jackson starts, because you know he was imitating Michael Jackson, but it's like you know everybody pretends to be Michael Jackson, like comedians make jokes all the time. Why can't a rapper, mm-hmm. right? Um, him and Moby got into it because basically Moby said like, yo, I think that he's uh you know he's a great artist but like Moby said I think that like he's uh homophobic and that he's a- a anti-semite and I just can't get with that and Eminem was like yo fuck you you mm-hmm. fucking vegan enthusiast <laughs> Moby you can get stomped then, by Obi. right and then uh he he also spoke about uh uh Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC.
0: Chris the- Kirkpatrick you can get your ass kicked yeah yeah
1: cuz uh, <laughs> Chris um when they went, you know, they 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 do this thing on red carpets where they just ask artists, you know, hey, what do you think of this? And then they were like, yo, what do you think about it? And like Lance Bass was like, I don't think it was a diss. I think he just was just you know acknowledging us. And then Justin was like, damn man, yeah. But Christina Aguilera got it the worst. Yeah. <laughs> And Chris Capachi was like, "Yo, man, I'm going to fuck about Eminem. I'm fucking Chris Capachi, <laughs> like, I'm insane. I'm going to fuck about him." <laughs>
0: um, but no, this was a this was a really big single. Um, I remember when it came out and I was like, "All right, By this time I, you know, you already knew the Eminem formula." So I was like, "All right, this song is out, but what's going to be next?" <clears throat> of course, after that we got um Out My Closet. But Without Me was fun. And <clears throat> another another reason why we kind of liked... Well, I, I liked them back then was because he gave us a side of Dr. Dre that we didn't see normally. Yeah. He gave us, like, a silly side of Dr. Dre.
1: Right. And I think that's a huge side of him. And, like, we just... We, we don't really get to see it that much. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think because of him, like, we actually... You know, he actually, like, did more... Um, he was, like, out more and, mm-hmm. like, you know, sh- like, sh- talking more and stuff like that. And then you notice, like, when M fell back, he kind of fell back. Yeah. And that's, like, you know, when he kind of, like, leaned into the beat by Dre stuff with-, with Jimmy Iovine and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah, like, I just think um it, it was it-,
0: it was really dope to actually, like, see that side of Dre. Yeah. Even at, um, did you peep at the Super Bowl when he kind of, like, went along with the choreography? yes yeah yeah so like, yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so he's you know dre is silly like on a low but like he he con- he hides it pretty well because he you know he knows his image nwa you know death row like he he knows that's like a big part of his image but every now and then you might see him like bust a move or do something silly that's funny which is cool so uh um rosenberg skit you had anything on that i thought that was pretty funny Actually, I, I got a I got a, a
1: Paul Rosenberg story. I figured I figured you would. <laughs> uh, when I went to Coachella, um, my mentor Alvon, um, I was already in LA, and he was like, "Hey, I'm going to be at Coachella with Griselda. Eminem's closing out. Um, you know, come come meet me at Coachella." So I was mm-hmm. like, "All right." But I had a rental car. I drove out there. Whatever. Met up with them, and this was like early Griselda um, when they had just got the deal with Shady. And um, Westside Gun and um, Conway were performing. And I, and I got to meet them, too. It was actually cool. So um, the Airbnb that I was staying at, I was like, all right, what's the address? I got to send the merch and everything to, you know, the Airbnb. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, here's everything. And, like, they sent it, right? And they, they were, like, um, bags and towels to give out to fans. So Shady Records, like, always does that. Have everybody, you know, walking around with that. Mm-hmm. So it was bandanas because, you know, it's, like, sand everywhere and shit, right? So, I get to the Airbnb and like I ask like the the um, the host, hey, um, I had a package delivered here. Like, do you know where it is? They were like, no, nothing's been delivered. I didn't get anything. So I'm like, all right. So then Alvon like he finally like gets in right, and he's like, yo, uh, where's the stuff? And I was like, I don't know. He was like, well, Torian, it's it's Friday tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, they perform they perform on Sunday. Like we need. We need this this merch. So I was like, all right. So like I asked the host again, and the host was like, oh, so here where we live at in this, in this complex, the mail doesn't come to our doorstep. There's like a center where our mail goes. The center is closed. So <laughs> Sunday morning comes, and I don't want to wake up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's all time. laughs> so I'm like, yo. The merch arrived, but it's it's in the center, and, like, nobody's here to open it up. Mm-hmm. And Alvin was like, oh, somebody's going to open that shit. <laughs> so, like, we go. Like, we eat breakfast, and, like, I'm just, like, mad. Like, I'm like, yo, I fucked up. Like, I should have asked more questions, like, beating myself up. So, like, we there, and, like, we're just, like, asking the, the people, like, hey, we need you to open. And they're like, we don't have the key. And Alvin's like, Alvin's like, that's bullshit. Like, you know, listen, I'm a diabetic, like I have medicine that just got mailed to this place. I'm a fucking die if you don't let me get Yo, this shit. Like, my <laughs> my shit. <laughs> like he's just going ham, right? So then the lady's like, "What?" He's like, "Yes, I'm out. Like I'm a diabetic, and like so, like she's like, "All right, all right." So she lets him in, and we get the stuff, and mm-hmm. then we get to so we get there right before they start performing. Like we just make it, mm-hmm. right? So then like Alvin's like, "All right." I was going to tell this other kid to, like, hand out towels and shit, but, like, you can do it. So, go ahead. So, I'm like, all right, fuck it. Like, it's whatever. Like, I got to come to Coachella for, like, free. Like, everything's paid for. All access passed. So, fuck it. So, I'm doing it, and I'm handing out, like, stuff. And I'm, like, trying to, like, really, like, just do it because I felt so bad about almost ruining everything, right? So, I'm handing out towels. So, then, like, I bump into, like, this big 6'4 dude. And, like, I'm like, excuse me, T-shirt. And he says, Torian, Paul Rosenberg knows my name, gosh, yes. So um, I look up, and I'm like, oh, shit, uh, Paul, what's up, man? He was like, you don't know who I am? I was like, no, I, I know who you are, but I was looking at the ground because like, I'm like, I get all like nervous and flustered like I'm talking to my father and shit. He's a very
0: big, stern nah, dude. Yeah, like, he,
1: and he don't smile, and then he's yeah. just like, it's all right, man, keep up the good work, man. And like, I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot. And he was like, yeah, and I heard about that fiasco that happened today, man. You're fucking lucky. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so yeah, like that was just like my story. And then later on, Alvin was like, You don't know who my boss is? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, Paul told me that she walked up to him ahead of him oh, a wow. towel. And I was like, that's not what the fuck happened. Like I just got dumb mad. I was like, that's not what happened. I was like, I was like, he's a white man in the desert. <laughs> like I and it's all. all less I, fun. Yeah, like. But yeah, that's my, my Paul Rosenberg story. He's very stern. Like he's like he you don't really seeing him laugh is like that's like a, a rare thing. But like yeah. Shout out to Paul Rosenberg. He's definitely uh definitely uh sent me a couple places to work for um Goliath and Shady Records and I'm really happy about that.
0: I've only I've only been around him once and I think I was with you. I think we went you? to Shady Offices. Yeah, I took you yeah. to Shady mm-hmm. Offices before. And he was there. Just, just taking up space. Yeah, just mad tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but sing for the moment was another big single from this album. Mm-hmm. It's produced by Eminem, and um, that sample, arrowsmith is Aerosmith's. Arrow yeah. Um, Dream this,
1: On. I think this song is uh, a, actually a perfect song. Um, what Eminem did with it was really, really smart. Um, even like how he. Uh, he's He's just telling the story, and I just think that what he what he did was like brilliant, and I could tell that like all right, cool, he absolutely you know um heard this song as a kid, and you know aerosmith was huge in the eighties mm-hmm. and shit seventies and eighties, and um you know, he took this and like made a really good flip for it, and like the the sample is so good, like I, I think it should say featuring aerosmith, to be honest with you,
0: yeah, yeah, it should, um, I think that's what they do nowadays, right, with a sample, yeah if it, um yeah. they'll say that like. While they did that, like featuring Jamie Foxx, I'm like, "Oh shit!" And then it's just a sample. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I remember listening and him saying like, "Oh, you full of shit too, Guerrera." That was a fist that hit you, mm-hmm. and he was talking about uh, some bouncer that was trying to sue him mm-hmm. because he said that he pistol whipped him, mm-hmm. and he was like, "No, I punched you. I didn't pistol whip you." <laughs> like it was just the wild shit that he used to face back then was crazy. Yeah.
1: He, Only, just was, he was just ballsy, yo. Yeah. He just always just had like some shit to say.
0: Only Eminem back then, man. Um, Superman. Yeah. Uh, what the Mariah this Yeah, Superman. Superman came out back then. It was uh, produced by Eminem, featured some singer by the name of Dina Ray. Right, uh She probably was signed. She's probably on Interscope and probably has like some hit record. Yeah. We never knew about. Yeah. Um, this was a
1: great song. Yeah, it was a great song. And what's funny is is that. You hear a song and you and like he's saying I can't be a Superman, but like he's actually being a really horrible person mm-hmm. to these women. Yeah, he is, <laughs> and um, it's just really funny. Like when you find out, like oh, like he had a fling with Mariah Carey, and like this was like his song, like shitting on her.
0: Yeah, but then also he's talking about his wife too, and mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah, he's just talking about different women. Yeah, just, yeah. okay, yeah. So it was just a, a combination of him just talking about different women and the interactions that he had and shit like that. And it's just funny because like he had such a disdain for women, bro.
0: It's like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But Superman is my shit. I'm sorry, I Superman's like, a great yeah. song. I, like it, it's just it's a guilty pleasure. It's yeah. one of the songs from this album that I definitely still go back to every now and then. But yeah, and. Eminem's a huge Superman fan. So like he talks about Eminem every now and then. Mm. But this is like the best interpolation of that. Right. Um and the flow. The flow he used on this was amazing. Flawless. Um, what we got next? Uh Haley song. Ah man. Haley song, man. It was Haley produced song. it was produced by Eminem. He opens the song with just telling you, like, yo, I can't really sing, but you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try. And he gives us this beautiful record, like, dedicated to his daughter that, like, you know, if you've been an Eminem fan up until this point, you know how much he loves his daughter. And that's all he talks about in the most positive way. Right. Um. But, yeah, this is a great dedication song, I it, think. It is, right?
1: <laughs> and... I really, really, really enjoy it. And then I, I found out because, you know, I, I always thought it was just an album cover, like it got plays mm-hmm. on, on Z100. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I still found really, really weird is that, like, at towards the end, he says, like, Haley, remember, I said I'll always be there for you. And then it made me reference back to 97 Bonnie and Clyde when after he kills Kim, he says, don't worry, Haley, we'll always be together. And I'm just yeah. like, yo, what is wrong with this dude? Yeah, this dude is nuts.
0: So yeah, that that was just like my thing. Like I, <laughs> I think I think um, the only thing that, the positive thing about the way that he carried on is that like, Haley can go online and trace these steps of her life and know that her dad never like wavered in his love for her. Yeah, you know that's a fact. So, so that's well documented. Yeah, Everybody. And, and knows she's really that.
1: popular on TikTok and like she does like uh uh like TikTok songs and stuff. Oh like, yeah, but, yeah. She's, she's, like, big on the TikTok.
0: Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, even to the point where when rappers even mention her, I mean, Ooh, I think that's how his Gun, whole... Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, that's how his whole beef with Machine Gun Kelly started, because he said, like, she's beautiful. And he's like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eminem takes things. Like, he's the epitome of, like, I, I took that personally. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's, that's him all day.
0: Like what? Don't call my daughter beautiful. And well, that's, like, that's crazy. That, and yeah, that's be how like, it started. yo Haley grew up. Yeah. What? Like what? <laughs> like, getting
1: the fucking she what? in the booth right now. Nigga, yeah.
0: start writing right then and there. Um, what we got next? Um, after Haley's song. Oh isn't, yeah, isn't it? Uh, we got the Steve Berman skip, which we can skip, and yeah. then you got when the music stops with D12. Um, Who you think had the best verse? I think Eminem had the best
1: verse. I think Connor's had the best verse. Yeah?
0: Yeah. I like Eminem's verse. I like, I like all their verses. Even, I like Bizarre's verse on here, too. Yeah. I just think it's dope. All of them ended it with, when the
1: mu- music stops.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: R.I.P. Proof, but I really felt like of all of them, Proof, like, I don't know if, like, they said, like, some, if everybody heard their verses or whatever like mm-hmm. that, but, like, Proof was, like, the most off. When I heard, it, I was like, "What the fuck is Proof talking about?" Like, I just, yeah, he he didn't he didn't pull me in.
0: Yeah, it didn't really stick. But uh, but no, I did enjoy this posse cut like more than I thought that I would. Um, and I say what you say. Say what you say features Dr. Dre, and this was a diss to Jermaine Dupri. Yeah.
1: Um, which I really never under like it. It, it was it was such a silly. Their they're beef, like, yo, I, I swear to you, yo, like, some of their beefs, the shit that they went hard about, like, mm-hmm. I was like, they just bored.
0: Yeah. It made no sense. It made no sense. Like, and I think, I think since Eminem was kind of, his empire back then was kind of, like, built off beefs, like these silly beefs and shit, I think people around him fed into these beefs for no reason, too. Yeah. And that's that's how Drake got roped into that. Yeah, like it's
1: like, uh, like who gives a fuck if Jermaine Dupri says he's...
0: like you you like come on, Dr. Dre, you
1: know Jermaine Dupri is not a better producer than yeah. you. Yeah, like, like like come on, bro, and like you don't even like. Just, I love Jermaine Dupri, and yes, he's a hip hop producer, but like we know where his bread and butter is at. Mm-hmm. It's an
0: R and B. So why are you even threatened, bro? Like, come on, keep it moving. And he hopped on a song, and then I think Jermaine du- Jermaine Dupri released a diss track. He absolutely Jack did. And Beats. That yeah. shit was fire. Yeah, Jermaine Dupri
1: is nasty. bro. Yeah, that
0: shit was fire. He's a
1: child of hip hop. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he went on tour with Houdini. Like, he's a hip hop person. Like, he understands the, the sense of the battle.
0: Yeah, man. Doctor Dre. Say I, what you say is my least favorite track on the album. Yeah? yeah, I liked it back. Well, even more than drips.
1: I'm sorry, drips is deep, my least favorite, and then it, right and after then say that, what you say. say, say what you okay.
0: Say. Um. All right. Well, till I collapse, he makes up for it right immediately. Yeah, the best song on the album. Yeah, till I collapse, produced by Eminem. This is like the Eminem beat. This and Renegade are like the Eminem beats. You just had to slide it in. Because people... people, (laughs) Pause. Because people... people, Oh, (laughs) hey, hey, yo. (laughs) Because people people always talk about Tala Collapse and people always talk about Renegade. And I think those are his two shining, shining moments as a producer. Eminem as a producer isn't like that... He's not that great he has some songs that like are really good but those as a would, those will be his calling cards those are his two, yes and and then on top of the fact that he got Nate Dogg on here Psh, R.I.P. Nate Dogg R.I.P. Nate
1: Dogg Nate Dogg is also the greatest hook man in hip hop history I don't care what nobody say
0: yes and Nate Dogg if he was alive he would have been at that Super Bowl
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He he could have, yeah. He had what to. Is, what is Stacey Adams? All that shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. What he would have been with at his that barbecue Super Bowl. outfit.
0: Hell yeah. Man, that would have been so lovely. Yeah, man. But uh, but no, they they killed this song. They dog did What he had to do. Eminem people always reference his top ten in here. Mm-hmm. Um, did well, he name ten or nine? No, he named he named five. Nah, he named ten or nine. Reggie, Jay Z, Tupac, Biggie, Andre from Outkast, Jada Carr, Oh yeah, you're right, Nas, and, and, and then me. So he named nine. Okay. Yeah, but um, that's a pretty good list. Yeah, it's a solid list. That's a, that's an absolute solid
1: list. I love the fact that like when we all first heard it, like everybody was like, "Who the fuck is Reggie?" Yeah. <laughs> like it, I just think that was you telling people who was you? No, no, no. I was.
0: Te- <laughs> I, I knew. I knew it was Redman because I was a Redman fan too back then. And because and of my brothers. So, okay. like, I'll be that, like, all of that. Reggie Noble, like, he, you know. So, I knew from back then. But even breaking down his list, it made me want to listen to more Corrupt. Because I listen to Corrupt, but not to the level of, like,
1: yeah. top 10 worthy he's type like a, shit. He's like a super rapper, like, just rap, rhyme for days and mm-hmm. just can talk his shit and everything like that. I always felt that uh, <laughs> this is going to be really left. I felt that like when when Ray J was hanging out with
0: Death Row, he saw corrupt and was like, "That's it, that's who I want to act." Like. Right? Um, and even back then, having like Jada Kiss has lived a million lives, man. Even him having Jada in his top ten, yeah. like from back then, this was two thousand two. Jada had one solo album. Yeah. You but know, that's, but that's how good of an ear Eminem
1: has for like lyricism and mm-hmm. MCs. Mm-hmm. I think for him to do that because basically M and M put he he put three rappers that like obviously they get the respect, but like I feel like he put them in like a certain kind of like air. Andre three thousand, Jada and Redman. Yeah. Because like I like I definitely heard people say Redman was like nice and like one of the best rappers out, but I felt like after that, like everybody was like, "Oh yeah, you didn't know that," Mm -hmm. and I think that he put two rappers that are in prominent groups, yeah, and like singled them out and said that, and I think that's when people started recognizing Andre Three Thousand as like he wasn't being singled out like that back then. Yeah. Yeah, I think like that like was the. The the best thing, I feel
0: like them niggas might need to, like, should be, like, sending, like, Eminem some checks. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, he singled them out, and it definitely, their career trajectory definitely changed from then on. Um, I wish this song was a single. Like, I I definitely think that they,
1: that um because, like, with Eminem's shit, like, everything happened so fast that he definitely could have, like, made this song a single. He could have made, um, what else did I say? What the, oh, Business... Mm -hmm. Um, and Soldier. Business was a single. Business was a single? Yeah. Okay, so White America, um, Till I Collapse, Soldier, and obviously, um, what was the other song? Um, Without Me? No, not Without Me. Um, Was it it Superman? No, not Superman. Superman was a single. Which one was a silly song? Hold on. Sorry, yeah, Without Me. Yeah. Because okay. like he always has to have like the first mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. S- silly song right so yeah I think those should have been the like because those are like his strongest songs in my opinion on the album yeah yeah White America should have been a single
0: yeah that's true because yeah. he went on to make Mosh a single for um yeah. for what you call it for encore. for encore yeah yeah
1: with that cartoon video that mm-hmm. they made that was weird
0: um. The next song, next and final song, you could say, on on this album is is My Dad's Gone Crazy. Perfect and it ended. features, yeah. And it features Haley Jade, his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, when you listen to it now, it's it's funny, but it's um it's also like, damn, like this is I always wondered about the creation of this song. Like, did he let her hear this? Or did he <laughs> just um have her just going silly going in funny. the booth? I yeah I I think yeah, I don't think she listened. I don't think she even
1: understood like, what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. But I She just was think funny that's on dope. this. He had her yeah. doing chainsaw noises. Yeah.
0: Like I liked it when he was
1: like, nah, 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 yeah. nah, 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 nah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's a funny song. Um and him just taking everything that people said about him and just putting it in the song. Like, I feel like I feel like Kanye is gonna do something like this, not with his daughter, but just kind of making fun of how everybody Perceive, says how erratic him. he is and how how people his closest thing to that was probably I missed the old Kanye. Yeah, I think um, there's
1: there's some parallels between Kanye and and in a sense of like I think Kanye Kanye realized early on his his career that controversy like sells and mm. like we always say like uh oh Kanye got an album coming out uh oh we know something's about to happen right. And I really think that um, he, like, Kanye really, like, leans into it now. Mm -hmm. Even, like, with him, like, talking about, like, politics. Like, he always, like, it was, like, a formula he had with, like, he always did that. And I think he kind of, like, saw what M was doing. And he kind of, like, remixed it and made it his own twist. Because if you think about it, like, like, it's, like, Kanye, like, always needs some kind of, he always has, like, an opinion about something. It's, Mm -hmm. like, he kind of, like, embraces it,
0: though. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. And and they they uh they both work their ways into like being these people that can get away with everything. Yeah. because they already seen a certain way. Right. Um but yeah, that can that can kind of conclude this album. I think it's a really good depiction of how Eminem was and it's a great introductory to Eminem as an artist because you get the mm-hmm. most full body of work from Eminem as an artist with this album Um, there was like I always thought it was interesting when you look at the uh, the Encore booklet or even the album itself it said to my like on the disc it says to my family and all my friends thank you for everything I will always love you to my fans I'm sorry so like I always saw that I mean there's a suicide note well no I saw it as like he sees the disappointment that he's he's gonna have from then on like he kinda already you know mm, exercised okay. like his best product out there okay. cause Encore came out and people was like what the fuck is this like even though it has some highlights on there is that the album that he says he doesn't remember making I think so yeah
1: cause I think like I think after after this album I think like everything went downhill for him with mm-hmm. drugs and everything like that and his like kinda like obsessive personality with shit And I think like he just blinked out. The fact that he doesn't remember performing at the BET Awards is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, it's sad, but it's hilarious because he rapped his ass off on Mm -hmm. the Lean Back remix.
0: Yeah, it like it's supposed to be a suicide note, but I think it's like a double entendre with his uh, with how he did in his career. Mm. You know, I think so. I think I think he kind of like knew like my
1: life will never be the same.
0: You'll never yeah, nah. Like this is this is it. And I think and I think this. That level of fame really got to him, mm-hmm. like it limited him and how he could move, and then he just kind of became a shell of himself. Agreed. Um, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of fucked up. I mean,
1: one of these days I'll be allowed to talk to Eminem. Every time I every time I've been in the same room as Eminem, there's no way I was even. Yeah. I, I even look Looking that man's direction.
0: I don't even. I wouldn't even know what to say to him.
1: Oh, uh, I would talk to him about boxing. He's a big fan of boxing. Oh yeah, he is. i would talk to him about boxing. And I would um talk to him about um Jordan's. <laughs>
0: yeah. And sweatpants.
1: <laughs> he likes sweatpants. He does like and Air sweatpants. Maxes. He does like sweatpants and Air Maxes. And man. Air Maxes. But yeah, I absolutely would I absolutely would talk to him about that. Oh, and I would talk to him about film because he loves he loves film. He loves movies and shit like that and ask him why the fuck he didn't do Southpaw.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Good conversation. Yeah. I'm rooting for that for for us getting that interview. That'd be, go- I, I That'd mean, be would, gold. That'd be gold. Yeah, man. Gold. Amazing. Um But yes, until then, I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. And we are out of here. Catch you guys next time. Peace.